Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, financial educator, budgeting expert, and the founder of Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest. Girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get clear about where you stand financially, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies? Stop by at bossofmymoney.com slash freebies. Now, it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Hiya, welcome to Boss of My Money. This is episode number 28. Today's episode is part four, and it's part four of our four-part inflation series. And today I'm going to be sharing with you six tips on how to inflation-proof your finances. So over the past few weeks, we have been looking at all things inflation, and it is a topic that is very important to understand at the moment because not only is it indicating where the economy is now, but also where the economy is heading to, what our future is going to look like. So if you haven't already, be sure to listen to part one where I explained what inflation is and why does understanding inflation matter to you. Part two, we looked at how to measure inflation um, because Inflation is measured using different methods. And so understanding the different ways that it's measured will also impact you and your finances. And then in part three, we looked at inflation and savings. Um, We also looked at inflation and interest rates and pension and property and how that matters to you and how those different areas also impact what you do with your money and how you the future. So in today's final part, I'm going to be giving you six tips on how to inflation-proof your finances. So number one, you know, and this is just more of a good to know, right? Just something that you need to be aware of and understand is that while inflation has been around, you know, the 2% mark for a while, um, we have to be aware and prepared that it can go up to the 4 to 5% mark. Right now in America, the inflation rate is 5%, whereas in the UK, it's about 2 um, or 2.1%. And we're not long behind the Americans, right? Um, so there is a temporary spike, mainly because like wages are going up, people are reshuffling from one industry to another, you know, people are going from being employees to running their own business. There's been a lot of, you know, business startups in this pandemic. And people are changing careers, people are returning back into the workforce. So, you know, that's causing the kind of temporary spike. Um, But in saying that, you know, that temporary spike is not going to last. So although we can expect a high inflation rate to come down, We are kidding ourselves if we think that it's going to return to less than 2% in the future. So just be prepared that 
yeah, even if it does come down, we are heading for that increase over the next, you know, whether it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So you want to be prepared for that. So tip number two is to expect the cost of living to double, right? So you need to start planning for your future now. Um, when you're planning for your future, you want to double your um, expenses and then some. So that basically means that if you're spending around £100 a week on your food shop, then you want to plan for doubling that in the next 20 to 25 years. You want to plan knowing that, okay, my food shopping could be about £200 in the next you know, 20 years. I could be spending double what I am now. Um, simply because of inflation rate. So even like the cost of living, if you're renting, you know, know that if you're still renting 20 to 25 years time, your rent is going to cost double. Um, If you're planning to buy a house, house prices are going to double in 20 to 25 years. So whatever you're saving now, you want to almost double or triple that amount so, so that you can afford the increase in cost of living in the future even for your, you know, child's education and, you know, starting a family, having a family, you want to factor all of these expenses into your future planning. So tip number three is to increase your income and to reduce your spending over time. You know, if you are the kind of person that has been in the same job for over 40 years and you're earning the same amount of money you're not getting a pay rise, you're not going for promotion, then it basically means that your spending power will decrease as the cost of living increases in those 40 years. And that is not a good place to be because it just means that your money that you're working for, your salary is worth nothing, right? So if you do decide to stay in the same career, in the same job, you want to make sure that you're getting promotions, that you're asking for an increase in salary every year. You want to review your performance and make sure that you're getting paid what everybody else is getting paid out there and then some. Um, And if your company isn't willing to pay you more for the value that you're bringing in, then hey, go somewhere else. You know, I know I've I've heard about quite a few people. I, I don't know them personally, but I have heard stories in this pandemic where a lot of people have just gone to another organization They're doing the same role and they're getting paid way more money than they were in their previous um, employer, with their previous employer. So you don't want to be in the same job for years on end and you're not getting um, a higher salary. You want to make sure that every year your income is at least going up so that it beats inflation and so that you can save more and invest more and live a comfortable life. Um, I find that where a lot of people get into debt is because they're not earning enough for the lifestyle that they want to live. So you want to make sure that whatever lifestyle you want to live, that you are able to afford it, right? I want to have an amazing lifestyle. You know, you guys know that I love to eat out. I love to have fun. I love to have experiences. I love to buy things that I like, you know, but I know that that comes at a price. So I have to make sure that you know, my income is always higher than my living costs, right? I have to make sure that I have multiple streams of income coming in to be able to afford that lifestyle. So tip number four is to save for short-term goals 
but invest for the future. And you want to make this a priority. You want to start investing now. You know, even if you have debt, you want to have a plan in place, you know, whether it's starting off with your workplace pension until you pay off your debt and then doubling down in investing in your LISA, your stocks and shares ISA, investing in a SIP. There's so many investing options out there that are tax efficient, um, but you want to invest no matter where you are on your financial journey. You know, it's not about picking one over the other. You want to save, you want to have money in cash, you want to have, you know, cash that you can access in a year or two's time. Cash is good to have during, you know, inflation going up and down. Um, Because although sometimes you may lose value in your cash, you have it there to fall back on. You know, if the market crashes and you can't access your money, if house prices are an issue and you're finding it hard to sell, at least you have cash that you can access to fall back on. If you have an emergency, you have your cash that you can fall back on. Um, But like I said, you do need to invest to make sure that your money beats inflation. And yes, investing is risky. Right. So you need to be mindful of that. Right. That you can lose your money if the market crashes. And this is why you need to diversify your investment, you know, having a range of investments so that you're not just putting your money in one place. Because once it crashes in that particular area, then everything goes. So have a range of investments in the stock market, property, crypto business assets, things that go up in value that will give you that spending power in the future. Tip number five is to hold on to stocks and shares as long as possible. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day and they was telling me that they had some assets that they just sold because it was doing so poorly. And I had to explain to them that, you know, People have to learn that long-term investing is about holding on to your stocks and shares even when they crash, right? Especially if you know that the reason for the crash is just because that we have a poor economy at the moment and you know that that particular you know, stock or share has potential in the future. Remember, investment isn't about how it's performing now. It's about how it's going to perform in the future because that's money that you want for the future. It's not money that you need now. So don't get caught up in, you know, the hype and what everybody else is doing. Don't sell your stocks and shares just because they're performing low when you know that actually, yes, it's taken a dip, but in five, 10, 15 years time, you know, that share, those 10 shares that I have that are worth a thousand could be worth 10,000, you know, in five to 10 years. So try to hold on to your um, stocks and shares as much as possible, especially if you are in your 20s to 50s, right? Stocks do better beating inflation over a long period of time, and they do outperform cash and bonds. However, if you are almost retiring, you know, you don't want to put a lot in stocks because it is risky. The older we get, the more conservative our investment portfolio needs to be. So we want to look more at bonds and government debts and safer type of assets to invest in. The general rule of thumb in calculating asset allocation is to take away your age from 100. Don't ask me why it's 100. I might do a podcast to shed some light on that. But the general rule of thumb in investing is that 
you take away your age from 100 and this will show you um, how much you need to invest in stocks and shares and how much you should diversify to other type of assets. So for example, if you are 35 years old, you take away 35 from 100, which equals 65. So that means that you can um, have about 65% of your investment in stocks and shares, opposed to someone who is 55, they should only have 55% of their investment in stocks and shares and the rest in safer assets. So finally, um, the sixth tip that I'd like to leave with you today is to avoid debt and pay off any debts um, that you have high interest on or any interest or just any debt in general. Just pay off, um, you know, especially if your salary isn't going up, cost of living is going to go up. You are going to be stretching your money too thin if you also have debt that you need to pay. Um, and that could le lead to having more debt because you're really, really, you know, stretching your money thin. So pay off any debts that you have. You know, there's different methods of debt repayment. You can use the debt snowball, use the debt avalanche. The debt snowball is basically where you list out all your debts from the lowest amount that you owe to the highest amount. And then you just start to be pay the minimum on all of them and you pay extra towards the lowest minimum. Once you pay the first one off, you take all of that money that you was putting in. So the minimum plus the extra and you move it towards the second highest. And you basically just repeat the process until you become completely debt free. The debt avalanche is basically where you um, list out all your debts from highest interest to lowest. You pay the minimum on all of them. You put extra cash towards the highest. And once you pay that off, the, the first highest, then you take the minimum you were making towards that payment. And you also take the extra and you put it towards the next highest debt. And you repeat the process till you become debt free. So in summary, you know, you want to be prepared. You don't want to be naive about inflation, right? Don't think that you can get by by ignoring it. Don't leave it by chance to have a better future. What you do today is what will determine how your future life will be. If you want to know your future tomorrow, look at the actions that you're taking today. So when it comes to beating inflation, there's no sure way of doing it. So although I've given you six tips on how to inflation-proof your finances, you know, it really just depends on what the economy is doing. It really just depends on your mindset. It depends on your goals, right? Um, so you just want to do the best that you can and you want to make the best decision as possible when it comes to inflation-proofing your finances. Um, you know, low and high inflation rates, it will impact each person differently because we all have different goals. Um, so just do your best you know, to keep your money safe, to spend less than you earn, um, to save for your goals that are up to five years, invest for long term, start now, you know, try to own things, then owe things. Try to be an owner as opposed to an oer. Stay out of debt, save for the things that you want, live within your means, control your spending, and I do urge you to go back and listen to part one to four of this podcast series about inflation. 
um, so that you can get a solid understanding of it and use it to plan for your life now and for your future. And I'll absolutely love for you to share this podcast episode um, with your family, with your partner, with your um, friends and your work colleagues, you know, because if we all understand how inflation works, it's going to help all of us and it will help the economy, right? You know, when it comes to inflation, it's not just what one person does, it's what we're all doing, right? And if we're all being money savvy and if we all understand how finance works, and how, you know, the decisions that we make, it does impact, you know, everybody else, then, yeah, I think we could all be in a better place when it comes to our finances. So please do share this podcast episode and any other, you know, of your favourite podcast episode. I am trying to grow my podcast. And um, I know I've reached like over a 1000 podcast downloads, I will absolutely love to get to 10,000 you know, before the end of the year. So by the end of summer, I'd love to get to 5,000 downloads. So yes, please help me to grow um, my podcast by sharing it. Okay, so I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. If you would like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Send your questions to esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took the time to also rate and review this podcast on Apple. Stop by at bossofmymoney.com for more details on how to get started on your financial journey and start mastering your budget.